It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. So, Gary, I'm just going to share a little bit of what a about why this conversation is so important to me. And then you can tell why it's important to you. But when we first met, there was like, you had like a, you had an energy about you that was deep and like generations back where your parents have immigrated to Canada and they had this incredibly hard work ethic which you've taken with you and you and your brother in business together now. And, And so the work that you do is actually it's in your blood. And so I could feel that. And I just know that you have a resilience about you that, that is few and far between. So I, I, I look forward to this interview. Tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, well, it's, it's, it's always been in the cleaning industry. That's kind of the funny thing. As much as I wanted to maybe veer myself away from it, it's always just come back. So um, <clears throat> it started at a very young age. My parents were running their own commercial janitorial business. Um, I was around 10 or 11 years old when we first started getting into it, helping with stripping and waxing floors, uh, going into offices, cleaning those sites, pretty much anything you could clean, we would go in and clean houses, (laughs) buildings. Um, I would start doing some telemarketing for my dad. And uh, that was at a very young age, around 10 or 11. I was cold calling businesses and say, hey, I'm with Sunshine Building Maintenance, and uh, we're looking to clean some places. And they would be like, get off the phone, you 13-year-old or 14-year-old. So it was, it was really interesting to kind of go through that experience because I see my parents go through a lot of the trials and errors. And, and at the time, sure, it was hard, right? I mean, we went through recession. We went through uh, – my parents went through a, a bankruptcy. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of ups and downs. I mean, there was a time where they were – they had almost 50 people working for them at one point. So, I mean – Lots of ups and downs, so a lot of a lot of ways to experience the trial trial and errors, and to become an entrepreneur, I think that's very important to to, to experience those trial, trials and errors because without them, we don't we really aren't entrepreneurs, right? So it's uh, it's been a long journey, but it's been a great one. Well, then maybe I can add to that that maybe that's partially what defines being an entrepreneur is we've right. hit great joys and great lows, and you know we found this kind of balance in. Yeah the work that we do that drives us forward and, you know, we're energy energetically engaged with it because of where we've come from. Right. Absolutely. Right. No, the roots are very, very important. And I mean, like I said, if if I even try to get away from it, I kind of go back into it because it's just something that you already know. It's like, it's imprinted Mm -hmm. in the back of your hand. You uh, pricing cleaning jobs are like me saying my ABCs. Right. So it's very, very simple for me. So Ah. And I think a lot of people can can relate. Talk to me about pricing keys. You shared a magical moment in your dad's history about, right. you know, his relationship with his customers in the matter of pricing. Because yeah. you said, you know, tell tell that story about how every small client is so important. I think at a very young age, because the cleaning industry is so up and down as well, you you could be busy seasonally and then you're not so busy. So when we would get a job, whether it was a big or small job, I remember my parents would act, hey, as soon as the job came in, if we were sitting around at home, well, we got to go. And uh, I remember one time saying to my dad, we had a good amount of people working for us. 
at that point, I, thought, I don't think we had to really work on site. We had to more manage people. And I remember my dad had to get out to go clean. I think it was a grocery store. It had to be stripped and waxed. And, and, and it wasn't much of a couple thousand bucks, but, but re relatively, he was making much more. And, and I just said to him, I said, Dad, you don't have to do this one. It's not a big deal. Like, you know, and, and me being a kid, not really knowing my numbers and, and knowing the value of money at the time, he said, no, no climb is big or small. Money is money. And at the end of the day, if we have to get in there and do the work ourselves, that's just what we have to do. And, and that's been imprinted with Jesse and I now. I mean, we've done some of the biggest jobs. We've done Molson Brewery out in Chilliwack. We've done Library Square in Vancouver downtown. Now, with those, some of those big jobs, necessarily you don't want to be taking on the bathroom cleanings or, or what have you when the office is about to close at 4 p.m. But the way we like to do our business is we take anything we can get. We don't say no to anybody. Um, our businesses kind of run off. The more clients, the better. The more referrals, the better. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it's the same mentality, whether we get a thousand, a $10,000 job or a $1,000 job, it's the same mentality. We don't want to lose it. We want to capture it. And we want to capture the essence of that client that will in return, give us more. Gary, why is cleaning essential? Cleaning is very essential. I mean, look, I think time to time, we can all get a little bit dirty here and then, but I don't <laughs> think anybody can disagree with once you clean your space, how good a person can actually feel. I mean, you know, this, that's why we all, we, 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 we all ask ourselves why grandma's house is always so clean because it makes grandma feel good all, all, all day long. It creates the endorphins. It's essential because, well, one, with the time that we're going through with this, this crazy virus thing that's happening, obviously one, we want to be as safe as possible, disinfecting everything. But the reason why it's so essential is we want a healthy environment. We want to be in a clean atmosphere. We want to we want to look clean, feel clean. We want to and we want to feel good. I saw. I just I conjured up this image of I saw a video on LinkedIn the other day about how LA has no smog. So right. suddenly, you know, we're getting down to the essentials of what we need to do, and it's light and it's airy, and the whole entire city is feeling absolutely better, right? So okay, so I want to go back to the next question about so why. So, uh, and, and I'll share some relativity here because I owned a boutique guest house and operated for 10 years. And, right. uh, you know, the cleaning was so essential, right? Having a clean room, you said it, having a clean room is so essential to us in our business. And sometimes our, our uh, cleaning staff would call in sick. That's what happens in life. That's what's flow. And I just found that jumping in and making beds or cleaning toilets I put my music on. I feel good. I'm like, you know, this is an essential part of my business. I didn't have any problem doing that right. part of the business. I knew I was supporting my staff to be right. at home with their kids or their family. That's how, what it was for me, you know? So it never became work. It right. became what you had to do to do what you love. What is your feeling about your service as a cleaner? What impact are you making? We wanted to... When we did this, as when we were kids, my brother and I, and we grew up in the industry, like I said, when we learned all the trials and errors, we also learned that when you're a cleaning service, you're not just somebody who comes in to clean. You have to provide a customer service. You have to provide an experience. At the end of the day, the sad thing is, is the same person who's hiring you could very well do that job. So you have to make it an experience. So what we try to do is what we try to be is, we call it the Rolls Royce of cleaning. I think we talked about that last yeah. time. It, we try to be the 
absolute best serving cleaning company possible. And when I say that is number one in customer service, number one in quality, and number one with just making sure that our customer has everything they need to have their place looking essential, clean, and, and green, I guess you would say. Now let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about your niche as far as who you serve, right. who, are your, right. who are your primary clients? Yeah, so some of our clients are uh, mostly in BC here in British Columbia and uh, that'll go from anywhere from Smith, Rose and Wilson uh, to Graham Construction. These are some of the biggest construction companies in Bosa development. Um, we've done projects, for various projects like the Molson Brewery, uh, Library Square, Broadway Skytrain Station, uh, West Vancouver Police Department. Uh, we also did Disney's head office, which was uh, their uh, animation head office here in Vancouver. So a lot of the higher commercial stuff is what we focused on. RBC banks, BMO banks, McDonald's restaurants, things like that. So we really try to gear our uh, niche towards commercial and, 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 and focusing on those bigger names. So in, in return, we're also able to kind of partner our name with them and, 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 and kind of expand our business that way. So collaboration, partnerships, brand sharing. Right? What is? Can, yeah. can you tell the story of a moment when you just like threw your arms up in the air and went, oh, I'm so excited to be working the, with this company. Yeah. And what was the, why that company? What was so exciting about that? I think, I think I'm going to go right down to the, our first, very first job that came in. And that was at Rogers Arena. It was for their brand new sports bar. I remember when that job came in. What I was trying to prove was this concept of having the Rolls Royce of cleaning and, and really having um, us available at any time, available 24-7. I remember getting that phone call from the site superintendent saying, hey, I need you guys down to take care of um, some stairs cleaning. And prior to that, I had already priced out the bar for him. And right when he gave me the, the cleaning for these stairs that need to be done prior to a hockey game, I said, hey, what about that bar that I priced? Am I going to get that? And he said yes. And I remember that day was one of the best days for me because well, I knew I was already doing a job for him and that if I had come through, he was going to give me the bar. And I remember when we got that bar and we completed that entire bar, it was it was a great opportunity for us because, well, one, we're on the map. It's, it's, it's at Rogers Arena. And two, we got it done in timely fashion. So we were very excited. And from there, we moved on to bigger projects. So we ended up doing uh, Lululemon's head office after that. We also did Microsoft's head office so on and so forth so uh, we we went on to do a lot more bigger things which which then excelled us to 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 the markets that we're in now and i can't help but jump to where we are today because you you know your first client was rogers arena right, right. and yeah. you know of course i nearly i actually felt like a wave of sadness right because i'm just like oh my god rogers arena you know will yeah. i ever go back there again in yeah you know, in the world as we know it, you know, sports and entertainment is yeah. uh, changing dramatically. So Absolutely. given that feeling and just what, how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling about I, yeah. what, what's next? I, I'm, I'm really hoping BC here, we're doing our part and we've been able to control this as much as possible to be able to open up non-essential businesses after May the 1st. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm, I'm, I think our premier was gearing towards maybe the first or second week. But um, right now, I'm feeling a little bit, I'm appreciating the time that we have with our families, but I am a little bit eager to kind of get back on the road and start working again. I mean, I think we all are. 
it's been great. I think I, I think it's it's all been time to reflect on this and and for us to, to all realize, hey, like there's more to it than just running around all the time and working, working, working. You know, we gotta appreciate the little things. But I think we're going on about six weeks now here at lockdown. So so yeah, definitely definitely feeling it. Definitely want to get out there. But um, you know what, we do we do appreciate the time that we have to to to, to work on things that we usually don't get to. So I'm going to pull draw on something that I, like you, am feeling, which is, okay, I'm appreciating a little bit of downtime. For, for you, it's time with family. For me, it's a bit of a pivot and shift in how I do business. And ironically, this is providing, this pause is creating even more opportunity for right. me to create the space spaces to co-work and collaborate. Absolutely. But there was something in your voice that I heard that I'd like to tap into you know, that build up, I can feel it. I can see it, that build up of, okay, I'm eager, you know, I'm eager yeah. back to work. And here's what I know about entrepreneurs is we have to work. Our work is our currency for our purpose. It's our energy and it's energetically what we do. So if this goes on for a long time, how are you going to apply that need to energetically produce, you know, and, and do what you love doing. I get what you're saying because it's like, what do we do if it keeps lasting? And, <laughs> what do you and it's crazy with entrepreneurs, we're the only people that will quit a 40 hour work week to work an 80 hour work week for ourselves. Right. So it's pretty crazy. how much we work. <laughs> What I've been doing is like, I've been more in the office now than ever. Right. Cause I'm usually out on the field in meetings, but um, I've been more in the office now than ever. And we've really been getting a little bit more creative with our systems. And uh, we can be getting creative with our systems, our advertising. The market is obviously, it's shifting a little bit with people being at home. Not a lot of people are getting kind of the renovations done, but a lot of the commercial things are still happening. They're still on schedule. Construction is still considered as an essential business. So we are somewhat relatively busy, I guess you could say. Not as busy as we like to be, but for the most part, I would say maybe focusing a little bit more on the systems and kind of what we can do to make it easier for our clients to be able to use our services. I mean, one thing that we've been looking into is possibly doing an app and getting that app going. And once we have an app going, it's literally going to be so easy to, for you to go on your phone, book a cleaner, and we could be there within the next few hours or the very next day. So I think that that is something that's going to come up a great need in the future is, is the accessibility to be able to not just pick up the phone, book cleaners, go through the entire process, but to already know your costs, to already know your numbers, and just to just be able to conveniently book over your phone or your tablet. I could see potential, just the fact that you're starting to leverage and engage technology and creative right. thinking in, right, in what, right. what you're doing is, I suddenly saw, oh, eco-giants could be like, you know, the Uber of cleaning, right? Because right. That's exactly yeah. what we've been trying to go for, yeah. Right, which is, there are still places, essential places that need cleaning. And there are people that would love to work. They just want to work at their own pace with their own time. You know, I'm watching, I've been watching a trend of a lot of companies who are, are becoming the brokers, right? right? They're the brokers of people in need and the people with the resources. resources. Exactly. Yeah. With the cleaners, with the equipment. Yeah. Exactly. It's a great market to get into. Like, Exactly, you said Uber. Just that convenience alone is so phenomenal. I mean, just to be able to have cleaners that available, it it would be. Let's say even if you have something that has to happen outside, 
right? Like some lawn mowing. For a lot of our seniors, a lot of lawn mowing things, a lot yes. of gardening things that need to be done. I mean, we don't want to be picking up the phone with landscapers, them giving us numbers that are absolutely outrageous. We'd rather just yes. hire somebody hourly, show up here. I know what my cost is. It's going to go out of my credit card. I don't have to hold on to any cash. I don't have to worry about anything. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And and just, I mean, I have a co-working space or, a, you know, for five years I've, I've yeah. operated a co-working space. And the moments is, sure, there's a schedule for the cleaners to come in and it's Monday, Monday, Friday. But what happens in those moments when in the in the morning that something has happened over the night and right. what I need is I need somebody there in that moment or, you know, something drastic happens where there's an unknown hazardous material on the floor and you're like, I don't know, let's call in the hazardous materials expert. Absolutely. Who is, who is more of a niche in that moment than the person who's going to know pick up broken bottles and things like that and so i just anyway i'm super excited for you because i um hope that you that we end up spending more time being connected because i see i can imagine having an eco giant you know in less than two years having an eco giant app on my phone to help me deal with all cleaning that's right all co-working spaces and all you know all essential buildings construction sites we want to be not just cleaners. We want to be educators. I want to be able to send our staff in and say, look, we have a lot of, I would say, younger uh, generation people that maybe don't know how to clean essentially or don't know how to use the right products on the right places. And again, when you hire us, we're not just coming in to clean. We can also educate on how to clean and how to get things done. And I think that's very important for a lot of people because people think they know how to clean, but you may be doing double the work. <laughs> so how many parents are out there listening to this that would love to be in a micro classroom for their children at this time when they're trying to be teachers and they're trying to get their kids to clean? Right. And how about gifting them a classroom with Gary that, okay. you know, that teaches them that that is a fun guy that understands essential cleaning, that right. actually teaches them how to clean while they're at home. Wouldn't that be great? Absolutely. No, that'd be great. It would be a legacy, I think, for for every parent to take away. And because as much as kids love their parents, they don't always listen to them, right? That's why they no, go to exactly. schools, because they listen to their teachers Absolutely. outside. Yeah. And so I'm seeing Gary, the the, the cleaning teacher. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. I remember my mom's face going blue until she would say, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. And it would be when she would be gone and she wasn't nagging at me when I would finally do it. And it was just, I guess it's just a thing with, uh, we're just a little bit rebellious towards our parents, I guess. I don't even know. I can't even quite put my finger on it. It's just kind of exciting. It's more of a question that, a, that clean your room is, you know, maybe that grassroots offer of eco giants to say you know because like you if you're born and bred in a family who values cleanliness and the ability to and the understanding that a clean space makes you feel good right and so you know once you're a kid and you got clutter and you got this don't get me wrong i was the kid that had posters all over the wall but my room was clean but a clean space you you could be you could actually build that into their dna absolutely Absolutely. like right at the beginning right right at the beginning from when they're little to when they're six to when they're 13 because what their needs are in those different periods of time is different right oh absolutely i remember 
like, I, I watch different uh, interviews on CEOs and try to learn about different CEOs and how they go upon their daily routines. And Mark Cuban made a great point. He said, I'm, I'm a billionaire, but until this very day, I still make my bed. Because what it does is right when you get up and you make your bed, it creates this, you did something and you completed it mentality. And when you start your day off that way, you'll, you'll be surprised by making your bed every morning how much more you actually get done in productivity because it creates your mind to just start and finish something and your mind goes through that motion the entire day. We don't really know that, but psychologically it happens. Little things like that, it, it goes such a far way. Like I know that I feel very crummy if my space is not clean. I need to get my space clean before I work sometimes. So, you know, a clean space is a clean mind, I guess. Awesome. I would like to know, it's a personal question, if you, sure, if you don't mind, is, tell me about being in business with your brother. In, in most, you know, super successful relationship, there's a yin-yang. There's a, you, somebody knows when to speak and then when to listen. Yeah. Somebody, that, that flow between masculine, feminine, and, and, it's, sure. and it's your brother. Right. Describe the experience for me. I think the experience, well, it starts again at a young age. We, we did things together. When Jesse and I were eight or nine years old and we would work together, we would, he would vacuum and I would pick up the garbage or I would go pick up the garbage, he'd vacuum. And that would go from cubicle to cubicle to cubicle. So we were right beside each other. But growing up in the business together, I think where we found each other's, we found each other's strengths, right? So I found his strength in project management that when we're around 30 to 40 of our staff members, Jesse is able to take lead and really get them going and really you know, tell our supervisors, do this and do that. He's really good at the project manager stuff. Whereas I come in, I'm really good at the sales stuff. And I'm good at the speaking and, and really getting the business out there and talking and really being a little bit more exaggerated, I guess you could say. So um, Je Jesse and I have, have realized what his strengths are, my strengths are. We work well together off that. Is there a little bit of headbutting? Absolutely. I mean, we come to some timelines sometimes. We've got projects coming in and, and, and we're butting a little bit heads, but no more than, than what brothers would usually do. But I think where Jesse and I really found our strengths is after the passing of our parents, we really kind of looked at each other and said, hey, look, we really have each other. And, and, and you know, we inherited the home that we did and we got to make this happen, right? So, so whether we take this business and we make it another mom or pop shop business, which is just going to be, um, you know, a couple employees or maybe us doing the cleaning, or we can take, take this to the next level, um, you know, get an infrastructure, get some management, get some staff behind us, and, and really take this to the next level and, and be that Rolls Royce of cleaning that we always wanted to be growing up, but we never really did because, you know, obviously, um, at the time, I feel like when our parents were running the business, they're set-minded on how they want to run things. They're not thinking of taking risks at another level, at, you know, maybe doing the things that – find management, things like that. So that's where we thought we want to go a little bit of a different route and, and, and see if, if instead of just running it on a day to day where we do the cleaning ourselves, we find staff members that need work that are really good at this work that we can able to, I guess, educate them and, and excel them. And inspire them clearly. Inspire them, exactly. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And surround them with the system so that they can just enjoy the work. Right. Oh, absolutely. What's the profile? What's the profile of your uh, best, employee i would say one of our best employees is sook and sook is one of the guys he's pretty much available to us at any point given in time if we call him right now and say that a service call just came in and, and we need you guys to be there by 12 o'clock 
he he'll probably be there by 11:45. So um, Sook is one of our all-star employees. Uh, we try to give out a little bit of incentives every month, gift cards and pizza parties and things like that. What what, what have you? Um, but we have found that I mean there is high turnaround in our business, like there is. But we have some staff members that do stick around. Obviously, you know that they're they're with us either year round or they're with us constantly. Um, and those staff members are usually the ones that end up becoming the experts of the business and end right. up running running bigger projects for us or managing tower projects for us in the future. Everybody starts off as a cleaner, and then you have to work your way up. So, right. Nice. Right. That's a that's amazing. Just tell me a little bit. Yeah, you're based in Vancouver. In Surrey, actually. How did you end up in Surrey, and what do you love about it? We grew up here we are our parents bought a home here and 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 our home and our office is based out of our home we kicked out uh, our tenants and, and made it to two basement or two bedroom basement into our office so uh we we basically inherited the home here we took over the we took over and uh, made our office down here we don't see ourselves moving quite yet but in the near future we do see ourselves possibly uh relocating into downtown uh or somewhere in the vancouver vancouver area because our clients are mostly out there and we service most most of that area and what do you love about where you live I love I love the fact that I can get I mean people say Surrey's dangerous but I don't think it is I mean I love I love to get out and just go for a walk or go for a bike ride um, I participated in the ride to conquer cancer for a few years uh, this year got canceled but I love going for a nice bike ride around Surrey there's some beautiful parks here um, you know White Rock South Surrey's got a got some nice beaches out there as well so yeah no it's beautiful out here don't 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 get into the things that you hear so. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so for the cleaning loving, Surrey loving uh, eco giant, Gary, it has been an absolute pleasure. Is there any sort of lasting gift you'd like to give? Maybe a book that you've read that's been inspiring and an inspirational yeah. quote that yeah. uh, that kind of fuels you? Sure. Um, last book I just read was a few days ago, which was Chip Wilson's book, uh, My Little Stretchy Black Pants. And I actually liked the book so much that I downloaded the audiobook after. So on my drives out to Kelowna, when we have job sites out there, I can listen to his audiobook. Um, he really inspired me. The book really inspired me because it brings up a time where he went through almost 20 years with one business. And whereas most people would think after 20 years with one business, he, he kind of put up your coat and that's it you know that's after after all that he created lululemon and it was with all the trial and errors of, of his first business i just thought that was very relatable to me because throughout my entire childhood i went through cleaning with my family and watching my parents make mistakes and being a ch child you can't tell your parents what to do so you almost are at the mercy of them allowing to you know you have to let them make the mistakes and then if you want you could maybe do a little better if you like right so I saw that that book was very motivating and 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 inspired me, and I thought Chip Wilson's story was a little bit similar to mine. So, um, yeah, that book uh, really did it for me. Gary, wish you all the best on behalf of Canada's podcast. Thank you for investing your Saturday morning coffee with me, coffee time with me. I look Great. forward to meeting again. Thanks, Angie. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.